0: If I have to add it around Emma saying something to me, so be it. So 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 be it. Yeah, specifically so be life water. I want that lizard milk. <laughs> oh. Lizard milk, you say. Uh-huh. We we gotta we gotta get that lizard milk, right? That was a huge part of my life. It's all about the lizessie. Uh. <laughs> which is otherwise known as a cloaca. Oh my
1: God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 certainly is.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> so oh, I should pull up time. That is so did not die Oh gosh, yes, we should. I don't know. My clock is point seven seconds behind, and mine's point four seconds ahead. What the? F- <sighs> now we've made Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> What? That's the old, you got peanut butter in my chocolate, you got chocolate in my peanut butter. Oh. It's a deep cut, all of them. All of my references are obscure, is the thing. So I don't need to explain that it's an obscure reference. Yeah. There is a commercial about that advertising Reese's peanut butter cups. It's like a car accident created the invention of Reese's, and the idea was that The two cars crashed into each other because one person was eating peanut butter the other person was eating chocolate. Can you fucking imagine just eating
1: straight peanut butter while driving? And not even good peanut butter, the peanut
0: butter they put in Reese's. Um, so the peanut butter they put in Reese's? No, I could not imagine that. (laughs) But I have eaten straight peanut butter while driving.
1: Okay the closest it, okay, i've come so, <laughs> is some food gremlin nonsense where there was a time when i would for breakfast always have a bagel with peanut butter and strawberry cream cheese on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's really good it, for anyone who wants to try it. Peanut butter and strawberry cream cheese sounds good as hell. Yeah, it's like a it's like PB&J but like not
0: goopy and sticky. Um so there's this brand that sells like um, you know those like applesauce packages that they give to kids these days, where it's like applesauce in like a bag that you drink oh, the yeah, apple. You so it like... was like one of those, but with peanut butter in it. So it was like a squeeze it into your mouth bag of peanut butter, as a, meant to be like a runner snack. And I was okay. doing like an eight and a half hour drive, and I needed some sort of protein for energy. So right. I had one of those. Um, peanut butter squeezums. That's um. I mean, that's efficient. Give you that much. So I did have just plain peanut butter while driving.
1: <laughs> Those fucking applesauce things are insane
0: to me. They're absolutely insane to me because it's like it. It has to be more plastic than just a regular applesauce tub. We have oh, not yeah, clapped for sure. from the time dot is yet. Oh, yeah, we really haven't. It. <laughs>
1: it's so much more plastic. It's, like, over-engineered. It's plastic and, like, foil. and Not to mention it's two types of plastic that can't be recycled together, so you have to throw it out. And it's also way less applesauce. You get, like, a sip.
0: I think those applesauce blister packs are actually just, like, an entire waste. It, it might make you feel like an astronaut, but we're not in we're not in the depths of the universal century yet so you don't need to eat things like you're from side 3 just eat no. normal food <laughs> yeah yeah no. nobody's it's... piloting zaku's eat food <laughs> regrettably <laughs> very regrettably if it wasn't for the fascism i'd be all about the zeon movement Okay, so if here's a question. If you
1: could pilot a mobile suit, you're o- you have an opportunity to pilot a mobile suit. Okay. Um... But... But... Your only option is a Gundam from... which from Mercury. So it will
0: hurt. Are you, are you going to do it? Um, yes, but I'm gonna make everyone else uncomfortable because I'm going to sexualize the pain. <laughs> 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 Fuck. <laughs>
1: You're gonna end up with cool
0: permit scars. Yeah, I mean and then everyone will be like, Oh, you pilot a mobile suit? And I go, Yeah, but for sex reasons. <laughs> and then they're even they are even more weirded out.
1: <laughs> which 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 one is the hottest that you would
0: like to be inside of and hurt by? Hmm. This is a this is an important question, I think. Um. I think Schwartzett.
1: Schwartzett's pretty good. I think I would go for the OG Elfrith.
0: I also don't hate the Gunnode.
1: Yeah. What about the Gunvolva? <laughs> Which is the funniest fucking name for anything.
0: It... Yeah... It... You can't... It's... Wait... Why? Why, <laughs> why did you name your mobile suit the Gunnvalva? <laughs> oh yeah, and this one's the gunned clit. <laughs> My favorite mobile suit, the the gunned fallopian tube. Okay, hold on. This is also part of a rich history in Gundam of naming things specifically after anatomical reproductive parts. Lest we forget, the original Gundam series did have ball. True. That's an excellent point. (laughs) I'm very proud of that joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, but if you could pick any mobile suit, but it has to be a mass-produced one. Okay. Um... Let me just turn around.
1: Maybe the hmm. Does Hindry is a a, a mass-produced one, right? I'm pretty sure. Um,
0: that's that's a grunt mobile suit. At least yeah. there's several of them in the show. I so um uh, I think my answer is probably the Goof. That is pretty good. I was also leaning towards the Gaza Sea. That's really not a bad choice. Um, I guess the Rick Dom is not a bad choice either.
1: I could go for one of the, like uh, a Demi Trainer or Demi Barding. Okay, so then last Gundam bit before
0: we get to this movie. Okay, before we um,
1: clap for time that is.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What do you you think the worst looking Gundam out there is? Oh, shit. Uh... Like, one that just looks like a real dinky piece of shit. Um,
1: uh, I forget what it's called, but I have a picture of it on my phone, so I'm gonna send it to you. Are we talking, like, Gundam Gundam or Mobile Suit? Mobile Suit. Okay. Um, where the fuck? Okay, there you go. Oh my god! I, know, I didn't know the ones you mean. What the fuck are they called? I have no idea what they called They look like
0: fucked up ducks. They do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the guys. I think like the either like the, either the that or Agu one of guy. the windmill. The windmill Gundam
1: is also pretty fucking bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a little bad. <laughs> I. I. Okay. <laughs> The thing is like Ack Guy kind of kind of kind of slaps but then like literally every derivation of it other than Bear Guy sucks. Yeah. But um actually, you know what? I think I found the perfect one. Okay, hit me. It's the Zagok.
1: Oh, I love Zagok. Hate the, it it's which it's is a what, really which funny is what a German
0: trans girl says when she's in a T for T relationship. <laughs> oh, I love Zagok. <laughs> this literally
1: uh, is one of the first Gunplug hits I bought specifically for that reason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, have you ever seen a Zagok G P B colors? No. Okay, you gotta. We're gonna. We'll make a Gundam podcast eventually. <laughs> Hell yeah. Holy Look shit. At him. Holy shit! That man walks directly out
1: of the 80s.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, he, that I had that windbreaker as a child. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, the, the thing is, all of the amphibious mobile suits are really weird looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that duck looking one was that from eighth um, MS team? I possibly I have no idea. <clears throat> Hold on, you know what I can do? We can reverse image search it. We, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Is that from G Gundam?
1: It might be. I have no idea. I I remember seeing
0: it on the Gundam Reddit. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of weird fish Gundam in G Gundam for some reason. It's a, it's,
1: it's a special, a special series. I haven't seen it, but from what I've heard...
0: <laughs> Someone on Reddit referred to it as, um, Gun Perry the Platypus. <laughs> I think it's called a pescatori Gundam. Oh my god. And it's a mobile suit used by Neo-Mexico. Of course, of course it is. Which, like... Yep, yep, that is what it is. You know... I'll take the Pescatore Gundam over Tequila Gundam. Yeah. Like, the thing about G Gundam is that it's like, kind of equal opportunity offensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: the thing that fucks me up about this thing is that the the things
0: that look like eyes are guns. Yep, cause the little dot in the middle of the yellow beak is its actual eye. I. Why would they do that? um because they can okay we should clap for uh clap for daddy or whatever (laughs) clap for daddy james corden okay um at 45 seconds okay 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 that's okay we're 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 still in the clap sync so and so it's it's fine i'll sync it i'll keep all of the talk about gundam 15-minute Gundam
1: podcast, talking about the visual appearance of mobile suits
0: that our listeners cannot see. We got distracted, and my I, I want to talk about real quick, my least favorite mobile suit design is the Xeong. I think it's just a hideous mess. Yeah. It should not have... It, it, it looks so
1: bad. It's like... I don't, yeah, I don't know what they were doing with it. It, it reminds me of like something,
0: but very clearly meant to be space only. Oh yeah, for sure. But, like, it it just feels like such a departure from the rest of aesthetics established by the series Mm -hmm. that it freaks me out. Yeah, no, it's weird. The weird little guy. There's a lot of fun Gundams out there, though. Uh, But that's not what we're here to talk about. In fact, we are here to talk about Dora and the Lost City of Gold. That movie that Kira decided we were going to watch at the end of last episode. Yeah, it's, it's your fault. How is it my
1: fault? You were doing the the Dora bits. Oh yeah.
0: Well, we're both equally at fault here. I think. Um, I refuse to accept blame because I'm perfect. Okay. Okay. We can work with that. I was doing a bit, and then you turned it into punishment. <laughs> but actually, um, it turns out that the Dora movie is kinda good.
1: Yeah, actually. I was surprised. Um, I didn't even have to like listen to music
0: to have fun with it. I had Desert Bus on in the background, but like, you know, that's just because it's Desert Bus week, and I tend to do very little other than watch Desert Bus during that week. That's fair. I I was a this was a one and done
1: straight through watch. The only time I paused it was to go make tea. Yeah, that's it pretty was...
0: much that's pretty much how I did it. Yep. <clears throat> um, I mean, it's like a fairly basic plot. It's a it's a very basic adventure movie. There's not a lot of twists and turns. You know, there's a betrayal, but like it's massively telegraphed. <laughs>
1: telegraphed. There's literally the first <clears throat> scene the character is in.
0: There's you know like. It's it's not a it's not a movie that's going to make you say, "Hey, that's really cool and new." It is a movie that you'll see with your kids and be like, "Hey, I didn't have the worst time watching that movie."
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm sure the kids will love it, especially if they are of the age where they watched Dora the Explorer as children.
0: Um now, I do have there are some crimes in this movie. Okay. And it's only in the opening sequence where the kids are hallucinating together. (laughs) The backpack is terrifying. Yeah. It's got zipper teeth. (laughs) The map is fine. Boots was fine. The backpack? Uh -uh. Backpack Uh-uh. That's nightmare fuel. I found the swiper very upsetting too. Yeah, it, it, hmm. So, like, the climax of the movie, um, or I guess it's sort of part of the denouement, it's it, it's sort of midway. Like, they've, the villain has already revealed himself, uh, the secret mystery of the lost city of gold has been revealed to everyone. Dora gets to be the hero by saying, I'm an explorer, I'm here for knowledge, not to steal, Um, or something like that, and then Swiper comes and fucking steals a gold statue.
1: Yeah.
0: And they don't do the one thing that is established as part of Dora canon, which is just to tell him no, and then he (laughs) stops.
1: Right? At at no point was there a Swiper no
0: swiping. There was, during the musical sequence at the end of the movie. Okay. Swiper tries to steal from Dora's parents, and they do a Swiper no swiping, and he goes, oh, man... (laughs) Uh, I guess they forgot they could do that in the, Except in the moment. Except that Swiper is voiced by Benicio del Toro. Yeah, and Boots is <laughs> so voiced by Danny quite... Trejo. <laughs> so Boots is voiced by Boots is very specifically voiced by Dee Bradley Baker because Boots does not speak through the majority of the movie.
1: Wait, seriously? I was looking. There's at the like. Credits.
0: Yes, there's like three lines of Danny Trejo dialogue, and the rest is D. Bradley Baker making monkey noises. Okay, fair. So I feel it is unjust that D. Bradley Baker did not get top billing for that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, now, interestingly though, I think possibly the first movie project that both Tamara Morrison and Dee Bradley Baker worked on, despite, huh. you know, both of them being clones. <laughs> Because Tamara Morrison was in this as one of the bad guys, and, you know, obviously he is Django Fett, modern Boba Fett, and therefore all of the clones in the live-action movies and all of the live-action Star Wars properties, but D. Bradley Baker is every single clone in Clone Wars.
1: Okay. D. Bradley
0: Baker is the Bad Batch. (laughs) All, like, six of them. Oh, shit. So oh, it's the first God. time, at least to my knowledge, that the two sets of uh the, the, the two voices of Django Fett clones got to work together on a project. Probably not actually work together because Dee Bradley Baker absolutely came in during like the post filming to do the voiceover for the CG monkey. But yeah. Oh, know. for sure.
1: Yeah. There's no way they met. It would really cause a like time paradox.
0: There's got to be something so weird to, like, the actress who played Dora was like 19 at the time, uh-huh. maybe 18. I don't, whatever it might have been. Um, it's weird to like act at a cloth mother or a wire mother possibly, and not have any feedback until someone digitally designs it. Someone very overworked does the design on it. mm Hmm. Yeah, I can see where that would be very weird. Like, there's... It, okay, so let's do a quick rundown of the characters. Because I think it's worth <clears throat> mentioning, uh-huh. uh, like, all of the different characters. So the, the general premise is that Dora grew up homeschooled in the jungle, because both of her parents were professors doing research in, like, Columbia.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then, for whatever reason, they want her to start being normal. So they send her to a high school in Silver Lake. Yes. Now, have you ever met anyone from L.A. who is normal? Uh, I have never met anyone from L.A. Okay, well, I will tell you that nobody who went to high school in Silver Lake comes out normal. (laughs) Fair. It's just not possible. So, really, they've set her up to just be a different kind of weird. Uh, that's...
1: I mean, how are they supposed to know? They just sent her to be with Diego. Yes, so...
0: (laughs) The fact that Diego was a primary character in this movie was kind of uh, okay. Obviously you are too old to have watched Dora, which means you are necessarily too old to have watched Go Diego Go. Yes. It was but way have after you ever have you ever seen any episodes of Go Diego Go?
1: I uh, I probably like I have a lot of younger siblings. So, like I've probably seen it. I uh, I was aware of the
0: concept before seeing this. Cuz like his whole shtick was like animal conservation and he worked at like an animal reservation and he had to save kidnapped animals or animals who got lost. And I don't think that's reflected in his character in the slightest in oh, this movie. yeah, no. I, it, like, first of all, but like, like why were they hiring a child to work at this animal sanctuary? That's a great Second question. Second of all, why wasn't that reflected in the movie? Um,
1: yeah, I don't. That's a great question. He was he was trying to avoid all of the
0: all of the shit. Yeah, after he moved to LA and became LA normal, which is he, rest of the world weird, unhinged. Yes. Um, so there was, so the characters are Dora, Diego, Dora's parents, um, Diego's parents very briefly, Dora's abuela, who's also a character in the show. It is extremely important that you know that Dora's abuela is a very important character in Dora the Explorer canon. Okay. Um, and then token white guy. Yeah. Um, and I did briefly listen in just to see what they sounded like to get a better picture in my head of these characters. Uh-huh. Uh, white guy did sound like knockoff Michael Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> like it was like he was doing a Michael Sarah impression. Oh my god! The entire movie, which what is... if he was, oh well, no, I think it's worse to think what if he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good point. Oh no, it. Yeah. So like I, it, then there's also. um... A love interest for Diego, who happens to be Dora's rival at school. Dora does not realize that she has a rival at school. Yeah. <laughs> so it's sort of a one-sided rivalry. <laughs> Dora's, yeah. Got a little bit of the tism, I think. Yeah. Definitely, for sure. <laughs> um, And then there's... Obviously, there's Boots and Swiper. Mm-hmm. None of the other Dora characters know Benny the Bull or the rest of them.
1: I mean, back there's the map and the backpack.
0: Yes. Oh, they do get, like, they do touch hallucinogenic plants, and I believe at that point Dora does actually hallucinate all of the characters from Dora the Explorer. Yeah. Including was... the grumpy old troll who lives under the bridge. That was... What? Oh yeah, there's a- every once in a while on one of her adventures, Dora encounters a bridge, and has to answer a troll who asks her a riddle. Is it the same
1: bridge and the same troll every time, or does this troll just live under every bridge?
0: Um, it's it's not clearly defined. <laughs> Fascinating. And he sings a little ditty about being the grumpy old troll who lives under a bridge. Fair. I'm gonna show you a picture of this fellow. He's sort of like a- Oh my god! I think he might be a Lorax, actually. I was
1: about to say, that's a fucking Lorax. But he self-identifies
0: as a troll. Mm. His- Oh my god. (laughs) I'm on the wiki and apparently his name is Baxter Troll. Okay. And apparently in modern Dora canon, he's an anti-hero and not an antagonist. He used to be an antagonist, now he's an (laughs) anti-hero. Hmm. I mean, that's character (laughs) development, baby. Yeah, you know? Hey, did you know that there's a Dora character who's a warlock who can transform into any animal? And his name is Tranimal? (laughs) Did we just get hate-crowned by a children's TV show?
1: <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Why? That's... Jesus Christ!
0: What a choice. Right? They, they could have gone with so many things. Um... Yeah, you know, there's a so here's the here's where what this wiki is extraordinary is is Tranimal just Animal from the
1: I... Muppets after HRT?
0: Unfortunately, no, uh, okay. because he is like a real human man. <laughs> um, I mean, we don't know what HRT does to Muppets. That's fair. Um, so the the thing that the thing that I don't quite fully understand. Is the fact that on his biographical information, it says that he he has a, quote, theoretical wife and theoretical niece.
1: What does that mean? I don't know. That's, um... Is it like an imaginary friend situation?
0: No, because... The, I think it's just that their relationship is theoretical.
1: Oh, so, like, the characters are real, but it's theorized that that is their relationship Yes, to each other. his
0: wife is a character named The Magician. Okay. Now, what makes their relationship theoretical, I think, is that The Magician was a mosquito who got turned into a human. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> this deep dive into, like... But then, like, both of them have to have like, if they have a theoretical niece, that means they need to have... S- siblings. Yeah. Siblings. And is it a mosquito sibling, or is it a tranimal sibling? <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> what, what kind of creature is the niece? A regular human girl named Emma. Okay. Um, I think that
0: necessitates it being a tranimal sibling. Here's the question, though. When, when Tranimal and the magician get freaky, do they do it in bug form? Uh, I mean, is the magician able to transform back to a mosquito? Uh, yes. Specifically um, on her wiki page, it says, The magician is a mosquito that turned into a magician.
1: <laughs> but she can change back. So I think um, normally, yes, they do. Um, they do it real buggy. Um, but when they're feeling like especially spicy, they will do it as humans.
0: Yeah, I think that. Like, I think having it be like, oh, yeah, we're going to. like it, it, It's almost like queering vanilla sex. Yeah. I, I follow. Okay, now that we've harmed ourselves by learning about actual real life Dora lore. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> um, although both Tranimal and. The magician are characters in Go Diego Go. Okay. And never do actually appear in any of the Dora shows. There are three Dora shows, by the way.
1: Are there, Jesus, are there any episodes of Go Diego Go where he has to rescue an animal and it turns out actually to be Tranimal?
0: I don't know, that is not
1: indicated anywhere on the wiki. Okay, well I'm choosing to believe that that is every episode that he has to rescue an animal. Uh, you know, that's fair. It's part of his training. He thinks it's a real rescue situation, but actually Trainimal is um, engineering these situations to help train Diego for actual real life rescue, animal rescue situations once he is grown up and old enough to do the job for real. And that is why there's they have a child employed doing the the rescuing oh, because he's not actually okay, rescuing so it's, anything, it's just training.
0: It's simulations. Yes. Okay, so we, we should actually talk about this movie a little bit more. Yeah, probably. Um, there's, there's a very, very delightful moment in the movie where Dora sings a song about how to dig a latrine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I as much as I wanted to when I came in wanting to hate this movie, it, it was fun. Like, you don't get a song about digging a latrine in a boring movie, you know? No, you really don't.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I had fun with it. It was, it was um,
0: visually interesting. The, the, the quicksand scene was odd. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, so, like, that is actually what you're supposed to do if you get caught in quicksand.
1: Yeah, th- less less that being odd, and more the fact that it is just apparently a disk of quicksand suspended in the air. <laughs> They were.
0: Yeah, you, you know, it, it, I don't pretend to und- He th- could that's just the fall thing, This movie does have a couple of moments of cartoon physics. Yeah. Which I think is absolutely necessary in a kid's adventure movie. For sure. Especially with one based on a cartoon and with actual animated characters like Boots Mm -hmm. and Swiper. Yeah. Like when Dora's trapped between some stone doors trying not to get crushed to death as they escape a room, Boots hops in between the stones and cranks his tail (laughs) like a ratchet and it opens the door (laughs) a little bit more. I love that so much. That was so good. <laughs> I, okay, like, th- there is one moment that took me out of the entire movie, though. Okay. And that's, how was Nora allowed to have boots as a pet in L.A. County? Because you cannot have exotic animals without an exotic animals license in L.A. County.
1: Uh, smuggled in her backpack. For, the same way she had a giant knife on a school field trip to a museum.
0: Yeah, you know that was. A, I think that was a pretty normal size knife for bushwhacking in the jungle. Actually, oh for sure. But for
1: going to school, it is pretty large.
0: Yeah, I guess when school for you for sixteen, seventeen years has been like run around in the jungle, and then your parents will teach you about Moby Dick or whatever. Yeah, that's true. You think, oh, school. I need a knife for this. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what, what else was there about this movie that we can talk
1: about? There it- was one thing I wanted to discuss.
0: <clears throat> okay. <clears throat>
1: that I, is literally the only note I made because I wanted to make sure I didn't forget to talk about it. And that is that during the final dance sequence, there is a moment when token white kid lifts up his shirt and has the most horrific rash imaginable on his side. Mm-hmm. What the
0: fuck was that? I, I believe it was, they were singing a song to their classmates, along with doing their weird animal dances, singing a song to their classmates about their adventure, and he's like, yeah, I went to the jungle and I got a big rash. Okay. Did we see that earlier in the movie? Nope. Or was- <laughs> It was just a joke for the song because they needed <laughs> to end on a fucking high school musical number.
1: All right. It was a gnarly looking one, too. Yeah. I there's... thought it for, for a second, I thought it was like maybe because there's a scene earlier in the movie where... Um, There's people shooting arrows at them, and there's a. It's like he thinks he gets shot, but actually it shot the juice box. Yes, he
0: drinks specifically juicy juice. Juicy juice. Not a sponsor of Unsound Theories. Absolutely not. That shit's disgusting. Um, But it's 100% juice for 100% kids. I'm sure it is. Uh, That was the only juice we were allowed to buy when I was a kid. Really?
1: I think we had the. Um, the slightly larger, like, Mott's apple juice boxes for me. Oh, apparently it used to be manufactured in ocean spray production facilities. Interesting. But any, uh, so so I thought that, like, maybe it was a situation where, like, he was relieved that he didn't actually get shot, but actually it did slightly graze him, and all of their adventures That's through the jungle, his... it got just, like, wicked infected. I'd buy that. Yeah. And he just thinks it's, like... A funny rash from a plant, and he's going to die of sepsis after the dance number. I'm sure he's on antibiotics. Mm. Uh, yeah, American healthcare system. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's, like, the driving force of the sequel movie, where he's, um, the whole whole movie, he's laying in a hospital bed, organs shutting down, and it's a race for Dora and Diego to, they have to travel back to the jungle and find a rare plant that will actually fix him when antibiotics won't.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I think we need that sequel. We, We really do. Oh, there's, there's one other funny scene. In the beginning of the high school adventures, where Dora meets Token, white guy, he's wearing a shirt with a picture of the Milky Way and an arrow that says, you are here. And Dora pulls out a paint pen and goes, do you want me to fix that? We're actually not there. <laughs> yes. And then circles where, circles where we would be. <laughs> it's, it's actually That's quite a good scene. Pretty funny. Like, overall, I... Know that we're not the target audience for this movie, but it wasn't unenjoyable. Yeah, no, definitely. I I had a... Um, now, um, I do have, have some book recommendations if you'd like to get into those, but they are all children's books. Okay. Are they Dora so number the Explorer one, related? No. Okay. I recently got to read a children's book called Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus. All right. Uh, fucking delightful <laughs> Like The the general plot is This pigeon wants to drive the bus The bus driver says hey I gotta go on a break But uh, whatever you do Don't let the pigeon drive the bus <laughs> And I... the whole book is just The reader telling the pigeon no Which gets the pigeon increasingly agitated Until the pigeon has a full blown Freak out meltdown and then the bus driver comes back. That's, uh, th- I love that. That's great. It's
1: terrifying. Um, I feel like a pigeon would struggle to even, uh, like, press a gas pedal, just sort of
0: weight-wise. Yeah, probably. Um, And then I have a second one for you. Okay. It's a book called The Day the Crayons Quit. <laughs> and it is a series of letters from the various crayons in a crayon box to the kid who owns the crayons. It's just like resignation letters? (laughs) Yes. Oh my god. (laughs) Including a purple crayon who's upset that he colors outside the lines with the purple crayon but loves being used for drawing things like dragons and octopuses. Um, yellow crayon and orange crayon are no longer speaking to each other because they both believe they are the color that the sun should be oh my god Um, peach crayon does not dare leave the crayon box because he took off the wrapper on peach crayon and now peach crayon is naked and can't go anywhere in public (laughs) because it's indecent (laughs) Oh my like, god. you really, really, like, I know it's, like, they're, like, kids' books. But they're so much fun. That like, does sound fun. There's a lot of good kids' books out there that are actually fun for parents, too. Yeah. <clears throat> there are. Oh, hey, I found the full book as a
1: PDF. Look Hell at that. Oh yeah. Here you go. They are, now they're, now they're cray offs <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's... That's the heat I'm bringing this episode, uh, I'm sick, and I got like four hours of
0: sleep. Okay, yeah, that's fair, oh, you know, I'm, I am have not been sleeping much, but I also just generally don't sleep much, so... Fair. You know. Oh, you, you gotta, okay, so it's page 14 out of 17 for the peach crayon. Okay. <clears throat> Let me look through this.
1: Fourteen. This is riveting for our audience, I
0: can imagine. You know, our audience of mostly trans feminine people who probably don't have kids. Yeah. Um, okay. So, hey Duncan,
1: it's me, Peach Crayon. Why did you peel off my paper wrapping? Now I'm naked and too embarrassed to leave the crayon box. I don't even have any underwear! How would you like to go to school naked? I need some clothes. Help! Your naked friend, Peach Crayon.
0: (laughs) It's Um, very good.
1: Yeah, the the, the crayon does look uh, appropriately horrified in the illustration. Okay, there's also pink
0: crayon. Um, I'll read pink crayon for you all. Okay. Duncan. Okay, listen here, kid. You have not used me once in the past year. Is it because you think I'm a girl's color? Is that it? Speaking of which, uh, please tell your little sister I said thank you for using me to color in her pretty princess coloring book. I think she did a fabulous job staying inside the lines. Now, back to us. Could you please use me sometime to color the occasional pink dinosaur or a monster or a cowboy? Godness knows they could all use a splash of color. Your unused friend, Pink Crayon. Huh. This is dark. Yes! That's why it's good! <laughs> like, what makes it enjoyable is the fact that, like, <laughs> these crayons are all traumatized. They enjoy being used, also. Yes, um, except Blue Crayon. Well, I mean, that's Blue Crayon. Uh, Blue Crayon signs his letter saying, I need a break. Your very stubby friend, Blue Crayon. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's, it's very, it's very adorable. Yeah,
1: it is. I, 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 it's cute.
0: Okay, now that we've gone through book recommendations, would we like to find out what this movie is about? Yes, please. Okay. Dora and the Lost City of Gold is a 2019 adventure comedy film directed by James Bobbin a live-action adaptation of the Nick Jr. animated television series, Dora the Explorer, as well as the Nickelodeon animated series, Dora and Friends. Uh, The titular Lost City of Gold is based on the legendary Inca city, Paititi. Um, It was produced by Paramount Pictures and Nickelodeon in association with Walden Media, etc. Blah, blah. Deep in the Peruvian jungle, six-year-old Dora Marquez... Daughter of jungle explorers Cole and Elena spends her day going on adventures with her monkey friend Boots, her seven-year-old cousin Diego, and imaginary friends Backpack and Map, while thwarting while thwarting Swiper, the thieving fox. Also, sorry, this is something we completely forgot to mention at the beginning of the movie. There is like a PSA disclosure thing. Oh yes. About how foxes do not normally steal and the things depicted in this movie are entirely fictional. Or no, everything depicted in this movie is entirely real except for the depiction of foxes as thieves, foxes do not steal. <laughs> yes. Loved that
1: actually. <laughs> that was that was really good. That that started off the tone for me.
0: Great. Yes. Like that really sets the tone. After 10 years of exploring, Cole and Elena decipher the location of Parapata. They choose to send a now 16-year-old Dora to Diego's high school in Los Angeles, actually Silver Lake, so she can be with kids her own age while they travel to the Lost City. Staying with Diego's family, Dora meets fellow students Sammy and Randy. Sammy sees Dora as a rival due to her intelligence while Randy develops a crush on her. Dora enjoys her new life, but Diego is embarrassed by her eccentric behavior. It culminates in mocking and name calling by some of the classmates when she publicly dances to a conga song at the school dance. As Diego walks off, Dora tries to comfort him, but Diego says she's no longer in the jungle, which leads to a fallout between them. The following day on a class field trip to a museum, Dora, Diego, Sammy and Randy are lured into are lured to its off exhibit archives where they're captured by mercenaries led by Powell, played by Tim Morrison, ...who fly them to Peru. When they land, a man named Alejandro, who claims to be a friend of Dora's parents, helps them escape. Is he in in the process? I don't think so. I don't think any of the mercenaries are either. In the process, the mercenaries, aided by Swiper, steal Dora's map. Alejandro reports that Dora's parents have gone missing and the mercenaries are searching for them... ...in the hopes of getting to Parapata to steal its treasures... Dora resolves to find her parents first with Alejandra's help, while, Di- while Diego comes along to look after her. With the others, tag- other teens, with the other teens tagging along in hopes of being rescued, the group travels through numerous obstacles, including quicksand, Inca ruin puzzles, hallucination-inducing spores that turn them into animated characters in the style of the original cartoon and attacks from forest guards of Parapata. During the journey, Sammy warms up to Dora and becomes nicer to everyone. Dora and Diego eventually reconcile, and she notices he has a crush on Sammy. After numerous hazards, Dora reaches her parents just outside the borders of Parapata, but Alejandro reveals he was the mercenary's leader all along and captures them. Boots appears and helps the teens escape. Boots helps Dora find her confidence, and she resolves to find the way inside Parapata to acquire the treasures they can use to bargain for Elena and Cole's release. Inside the Hidden City, Dora and the others solve its temple puzzles and dodge its traps, bringing them to the central shrine. Alejandro, having secretly followed them, arrives as the group reaches its final test. He thinks that the gold is the right answer against Dora's warnings, but fails and falls into a trap. The soldiers guarding Parapata, having apprehended Dora's parents and the mercenaries, confront the teens. Dora speaks to their queen in oh god, um, an indigenous language. I believe it's pronounced Quecha. Um, spelled Q-U-E-C-H-U-A. Um
1: That sounds right.
0: Yeah, it's pretty rad that they included indigenous languages in this movie, actually. I gotta gotta yeah. give them applause for that. <laughs> I thought it was just gonna be Spanish assuring that the kids only came for her parents and so that they could learn. Dora figures out the answer to the test, and the Incas allow her and everyone to have a single glimpse of their greatest treasure, until Swiper appears and steals the smaller idol, thus angering the gods. As Alejandro and the mercenaries are taken away, Dora regains the idol and puts it back into place. After the group leaves, Diego and Sammy become a couple. Dora's parents and the teens arrive at her jungle home, where the other teen's parents are waiting, somehow. Um, how they got the visas sorted that quickly, I will never know. They're, I'm sure they're they found just, like,
1: super rich or something.
0: Maybe. They go to public high school in Silver Lake. Hmm. Maybe they didn't get visas sorted. Maybe it was, like, a humanitarian, like, sympathetic, like... I don't know anyway cole and elena discuss going on another expedition as a family but dora decides to return to school in los angeles during the credits dora and her friends sing we did it at the high school dance to celebrate their victory alejandro remains a prisoner in parapata for another thousand years and cole and elena stop swiper from running away with their inca item end of movie (laughs) all right apparently the voice of the map was mark wiener have you ever... Do, do you remember the Nickelodeon show Wienerville? No. That was a,
1: that. would have been after my time, I'm pretty sure. 93 to 97? Not after my time.
0: I uh, never saw it, though, somehow. Okay, so it was like... A, it was a puppet show with, like, two human characters. Uh, it was actually quite a good show, is the thing. That's fair. I, well, anyway, Mark Wiener shows. was the map. Okay. <clears throat>
1: that's why it was relevant. That makes sense
0: apparently he was the voice of the map in the original series and also the voice of the backpack from the original series came back to voice the backpack in this movie that's cool i'm glad they yes they i that. i appreciate that um it's got an 85 percent rotten tomatoes rating based on 155 reviews that's not bad It's really not especially compared to some of also, the shit apparently, we apparently a very, very not bad compared to some of the shit we watch. Apparently, there's going to be a live-action series starring this Dora actress and all of the characters, which will have that same spirit and tone with the slightly older aim as this movie did. Interesting. I look forward to that. Uh, you know, like, not the worst, not even the worst Nickelodeon movie I've seen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like this almost made me um want to watch the Clifford the Big Red Dog movie. You don't want to do that to yourself. No, yeah, no. I'm 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 saying right now this is not a called shot. That's not what we're doing for next episode.
0: <laughs>
1: we could watch the Wild Thornberries movie though. I didn't even know there was one. There's two. I've never seen a, a single episode of the Wild Thornberries.
0: It's like a very fun show that also features the voice talents of Tim Curry. I mean, that is, that is cool. I know a lot of people like it. It was good. So yeah, there's the, um, there's a Wild Thornberries movie, which I believe follows a fairly similar plot to the Dora movie. Interesting. I mean,
1: there's only so many things you can do with an adventure movie for kids.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um then there is Rugrats Go Wild, which is both a Rugrats and Wild Thornberries movie. Okay. Which means the Wild Thornberries exist in the Rugrats universe.
1: That's fascinating.
0: And terrifying. Uh-huh. Um also uh, deeply unfavorable reviews. <laughs> uh, but did come out with a um scra- like when you went to see the movie in theaters, there was a scratch and sniff card. And it would have a little icon on the screen for you to scratch the scratch and sniff card to get smells for the movie.
1: That is fucking unhinged.
0: (laughs) Right? That's insane. It's absolutely wild. (laughs) The
1: thing is, if we were doing that for the podcast, we would have to track down scratch and sniff cards for that somehow cuz it's there's no it's okay, okay hold on theories not unsmell theories <laughs> you're
0: right you're right um so i like I've, i found a bunch of dvds a sealed Scratch and sniff cr- card from 2003 is selling for $13.74 or best offer on ebay right now oh shit <laughs> So if you want to buy this, I will guarantee you that we can, it's $10 US. It's the last one that they have, so you should, if you want it, you should buy it now. It's just, And we'll it's do Rugrats Go Wild. It's not the same if we both don't have it. A, I don't have the money, and B, it's the only one that I could find available. Fair. And it would wait. This one is sealed blockbuster version, near mint sealed for fifteen US. Okay. It would have to ship to me internationally, is the thing. Hmm. And I don't want to have to pay duty on a scratch and sti- a scratch and sniff sticker, <laughs> so that I can smell s- strawberries, peanut butter, flour, foot, root beer, and fish. Okay. So what you will go and I will. You're gonna. I will go and I will. Get all of those things except maybe the fish. <laughs> I won't spend money on fish. I will instead smell some seaweed. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I will be using my own foot for this. <laughs> I won't f- be using someone else's. <laughs> I mean, logistically, yeah, that makes the most sense. I'm I'm just not into feet in that way. <laughs> So are we doing... Are, are we actually proposing that we do Rugrats Go Wild <laughs> as our next movie? Um... If you're willing to buy the scratch and sniff or the smells on the scratch and sniff cord.
1: I God it's so tempting though.
0: Like, I already have the peanut butter. I We almost always have root beer around because it's Canada. Canada's fucking obsessed with root beer. Lucky
1: bastards.
0: Can't get birch beer to save your life, though. Okay, here's a question. If you
1: watch the movie not in theaters, does it still have the icons to tell you when to sniff?
0: It must.
1: It must. Because it came with them at Blockbuster. Okay, true. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, we have to do this.
0: (sighs) Okay. We will we will be watching Rugrats Go Wild for our next episode of Unsound Theories. And I will give the full o vision experience a rating out of five. Most likely a zero. I will have to smell a foot and a fish.
1: Yeah. I mean yeah. Uh <laughs> oh. <sighs> Okay, do you have have any reviews for us? I do have reviews. Of course we do. Um, okay, so during this review section, I want to play a little game with you. Oh no. Before we recorded, I sent you a screenshot of the text of a review. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Um... I will be pausing after reading the title, the the review title of every review, and I want you to guess which one is attached to that text. Oh <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs>
1: for the listeners it's a bunch of bible verses that has absolutely nothing to do with dora the explorer
0: yes specifically it quotes uh john 14:6 and revelations 20:15 and then john 3:16 that one that everyone loves yeah john 3:18 revelations again i think he starts to loop at a certain point
1: <laughs> anyway so shall we begin <laughs> which <Would> you... <clears throat> Yeah. The first review is a one-star review by Amazon user Einsatz. And the title of the review is, I Can't Say Anything Nice About This Movie. This is not the Bible verse. Correct. The text of this review (laughs) reads…
0: I want to give you my logic, it's because you wouldn't ruin the bit by having it be the first one. That's fair. Uh, The the text of the review is… I
1: had no idea who Dora was before watching this movie. So I found it to be <laughs> confusing and insipid. Obviously, it was intended for children. As an adult, I found it to be on the obnoxious side of annoying. But I promised myself that I would watch it to the bitter end, and I did, but I did not enjoy the experience. I admit it was a visceral reaction. A day later and it still annoys me.
0: I What <laughs> why do you- why are people like this? I don't- <laughs> Like you, you watched the door of the Explorer movie. You have control of the you that you watch, didn't man. know who door. Like you, nobody made you watch this. <laughs> this was voluntary. You made a choice. Yeah.
1: Our next review is from uh, user Paw Patrol Marshall fan number one. Not the Bible verse. (laughs) The title is, Dora and the Lost
0: City of Gold is an Awesome Adventure Ride of a Movie. I've already guessed. I don't think this is the Bible verse one. Correct. Because nobody with Paw Patrol in their name is not going to very earnestly review a Disney movie. That's fair. A a Nickelodeon movie.
1: (laughs) Paw Patrol Marshall fan number one gives it four stars. And the review reads, Dora and the Lost City of Gold was a very cute, very fun movie. Not really a fan of the show, but I used to watch it when I was younger. The movie is very fun, though. It will definitely make you laugh, possibly cry a little, and just have a good time." It was a good time. I, I don't disagree with that. Yep. Uh, the next review is from uh, Goddess Gina 77 and the title of- Not the Bible verse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a five-star review, and the title is, Dora Should Been Chubbier. Not the Bible verse Agreed. you're saying.
0: No, because nobody who is going to put John 3.16 and Revelations in their review is going to call themselves goddess anything. Okay, that's fair. Because it's a violation of, like, rule number one. That's, that's, okay, that's fair. It's like the first rule that Hashem gave to Moshe was, no other
1: gods before me. That's fair. Okay, so you are correct. The review reads, CGI boots was scary. Movie is really good. Thumbs up emoji. <laughs> okay, emoji. Kids go hallucinating through the forest, making friends like Swiper who talks to them. But they don't make friends with Swiper. <laughs> they really don't. They super
0: don't. <laughs> this was the review that Dora should have had more trouble. Yep. Yep. Uh, on board other than the whole being friends with Swiper thing.
1: <laughs> the next review is from R. Sam McGee. It is a five star review and it is titled Funny and Cute. Okay. Funny and cute is probably not going to be Bible verse. Okay. <clears throat> Correct. The text of the review is This movie is geared toward the small children and not those who want to see Star Wars slash Avengers type movies. The cartoon spot was cute and a blast from the past. Funny and cute, it's so refreshing to see and watch a movie that doesn't have sex, violence, slashings, perverseness. That being said, this movie follows the series with Dora talking to the screen audience, backpack, map, and swiper. Aw man. We saw this at the movies and decided that we would purchase it when it comes out on video. The outtakes were cute and funny, how can anyone give a negative rating on product when the, when they never tried or received an item? One finds a lot of reviews not about the product use, but packaging. Lastly, when we watch slash see movies like this, we need a child's perspective. And why not ask them what they thought about a movie? We do this at our house. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, <laughs> I also have to complain about all of those reviews where people are reviewing the packaging that Amazon sent yeah, them a movie no, I, in. I hate that. There's so many of them for this movie. Uh, But then at the same time, Amazon isn't a movie reviewing website. It's a product website. Yeah, that's true. So theoretically, your review should be about the product delivered to you by Amazon. Part of that is the DVD. Part of that is the packaging. Part of that is the movie going experience. Mm -hmm. So really, everybody's wrong. Except me. Of course.
1: Our next review is from Austin David Lilly, who gives it five stars... And title's the review, Dora is the star, she shouldn't have been made to look so dumb. Disappointing. Hmm. Title of the review again? Dora is the star, she shouldn't have been made to look so dumb. Disappointing. Not the Bible verse. Okay. This one is the Bible verse.
0: <laughs> Damn it!
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> I thought it might have been. This one's the first one that gave me pause, but like... <laughs> I, I, I thought if someone gave the title of the review something so, like, earnest, it wouldn't be... Because that's, like, a very earnest review. Like, it's someone saying, hey, you shouldn't have made your main character look so dumb because that's weird to do. But, like, uh, okay. So this one... <laughs> the, um, the title does not match the review, for sure. Yeah. This one is just... Read John Fort's... 146, Revelations 2015, John 316 to 17, uh John 318, Revelation 2015 again. Or, Revelation like, 2015 again. Yeah. And I mean, then like, also see also Psalms 6928 and Psalms 6943 <laughs> and Revelations 35. Don't read any of that. Yeah, no. It's garbage. Just don't. It's a bunch of garbage. Um instead Read, read about, uh, read about rugrats go wild, scratch and sniff sticker. Yeah, actually, don't do that because that'll ruin this episode. Instead of reading this review, read the day the crayons quit. Yes, I have one more review, two more reviews
1: actually. Okay. Um, the the first one is from Amazon customer who gives it five stars and titles the review. Good movie! And it reads, such a funny movie, even for adults. Came perfect and on time. I only include this because that's like, that's what I like to be told after sex. (laughs) Um, okay, but... Minus the funny movie, even for adults. Just the second sentence.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Came early and... Came perfect and on time? Yes. (laughs) Okay, but... But when you get a package delivered to you, do you not get excited when the package comes early? Mm, That is true. Huh. That's a good point. I will think on this and (laughs) reevaluate my entire life. Yeah, so what I'm getting at here is um, premature ejaculation is only a problem if sex ends after one person comes. That's true. And that's just amateur shit. Mm -hmm. You should block off an entire afternoon for it. Yeah. At least. At least.
1: <clears throat> Our last review is from Band Mama, who gives it five stars and the titles the review, Good for Family. Unlike the chat we just had. <laughs> um, the, the review reads Great family movie, especially if you've watched the cartoons. Threat for or teens, who are too cool for the cartoon version. And when I say or teens, it is O R E teens. And I don't
0: know what the fuck that, that is. I think that supposed is supposed to say treat for teens. Like, this movie is also a treat for teens who are too old for the cartoon. Okay, but it is threat for or teens. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't got too a, much about... Is, there, I don't know much about computers. Is this a, what my mom a got, scary movie
1: for teens who work in mines? Possibly a scary movie for teens because it involves being embarrassed in high school. That's true. That's a good point. But that applies to like all teens, not just or teens. Uh, they tried to type preteens and they hit O instead of P. I've just solved it. That must be it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We sure didn't. <laughs> Bye. 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 <sighs>
0: unsound theories is made by danger square productions you can follow us on tumblr at danger square media or follow kat and kira on their respective Tumblrs at zafdikat that's z-a-f-t-i k-a-t and sapphire mess the best ways to support what we do are leaving five star reviews on the podcatcher of your choice or telling a friend about the show if you'd like to support us monetarily to help us keep the lights on You can visit dangersquare.ca, where you'll find links to our Patreon. The music used in this episode is Dance on All the Cell Phones by Chris Postel of Sounds Like an Earful. Visit soundslikeanearful.com to hear more of Chris's tracks. Until next time, thanks for listening, because we sure didn't.